Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Aloha and welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast with my mom, Monica Swanson. On the Boy Mom Podcast, it is our goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcasts. We're so glad you're here. And what I love about that is that the books, the characters, the stories, they are part of the teacher. They become setting the stage, inspiring our sons to be men, men with character, men who are faithful to their families, men who have adventures, men who are good and true and noble. So I love that I have the partner of the books to help me inspire my boys to be men. You're listening to my friend Wendy speak, and this is an episode that Wendy and I have looked forward to doing for so long. We just wanted to get together, invite you all in with us, and talk about our favorite books for boys. Now, we also cover some movies for boys at the very end, but this is just one of those things we wanted to imagine. We're all just sitting around a table, having coffee, talking about books. I'm sure many of these books will be familiar to you, and if you're like me, you're going to get some new ideas as well, and I hope this is a huge inspiration for your summertime reading, especially after hearing from Andrew Poudois in last week's episode, which I hope you got to hear because it was so much fun. But Wendy and I have a great conversation. I think you're going to love everything we talk about. And there will be links to as many of the books as possible over in show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash 60. Wow. You guys, this conversation also got me so excited about my upcoming character training course that will be released in just a few short weeks. So if you've got teens or tweens and you want to focus in on their character in these summer months, be sure to leave your name and email address on the interest form at monicaswanson.com forward slash character dash course. Because this summer I am just hosting a limited number of people for the beta group. This is the first time I'm holding this course. I've been pouring my heart and soul into it over the past few months. I'm so excited, but I really want to keep numbers down so that I can get feedback. I can get to know those of you doing the course, find out more about what you loved, what would be helpful to add, and then I will make any changes and have a much bigger launch in the fall. But if you want to be in from the ground up, if you want to be in that beta group, and I know some of you have been chomping at the bit for this, be sure to leave your name and email address that way as soon as the doors open, you will be first to know and you can sign up right away. There will be a big discount for this summer group. It's going to be a ton of fun and I'd love to have you in that beta group this summer. Now, one of the resources in the course is going to be a list of books, very focused on character for different ages. There's also going to be a movie list that names not only the movies I recommend, but the character qualities that go with the movie. So we have just a ton of resources, really fun, encouraging, inspiring, practical resources, things you've never seen before from me. And I am so excited to share all of this with you. So guys, now grab a cup of coffee, or if you're out running or driving, imagine Wendy and I are right there with you as we have a fun conversation about boys and books, a few movies there at the end as well. I hope you enjoy. Hey, Wendy, welcome back on the Boy Mom Podcast. I love being here. I've been giddy all morning, looking forward to just chatting with you. So it's it's awesome. It is so good to have you back. Wendy has been with me on more episodes than anyone by far. Let's see if anyone wants to hop back and take note. Wendy was with me for episode number three, number four, number 26, and number 29. We have covered a lot of ground together. 
And today we're going to be talking about books and movies and the things that we've used with our boys or that we've been inspired by. Oh, I got so many notes written in front of me. I wish that we could just invite everybody in and then everybody can just talk over each other and we can pass books around and oh, talk about all the things. Nice. So it's going to be fun. So I'm hoping this just opens a conversation. We're only going to scratch the surface today, but maybe in the show notes or through social media, people can share their favorites and um, we can all learn from one another, right? Yeah. And you know what, Monica, I, I, I hadn't thought of this before, but I know a lot of people struggle with feeling like a failure. I mean, it's just always the comparison game and stuff. Uh -huh. And if you've only let your kids read Diary of a Wimpy Kid, um, you know, good on you. Good on you. <laughs> if you're reading and they're picking that up. So if we're if we start talking about classic literature and Christian biographies and stuff like that, yeah. please don't go to that place of, oh my gosh, it's too late for me. No, we're just we're having a conversation. If you pick up a couple new books, that'll be awesome. I'm sure Monica, you'll have a bunch of links in your show notes and yes. but it's not a comparison game. It's just a conversation amongst a bunch of boy moms and saying exactly. this is this is a good one. My kids love that. Yes, I love it. Because when Wendy texted me a list, I was I got back to her and was like, okay, I haven't even heard of some of those. So yeah, we're all on the same page as far as that goes for sure. But Wendy, before we dive in, in case somebody's a brand new listener, can you just give a little bit um, of background about who you are, what you do, and especially maybe catch people up on what you've been doing more recently? Mm, okay. So my name is Wendy Speak. I live in Southern California with my three boys and my big husband and um let's see my my boys are now 16 14 and 12 and my 16 year old is as tall as my husband but twice as thick i mean he's just we look at him and go oh, where did that gene makeup come from he's just, he's just an ox he's so strong and so if there's anything to do around the house i'm i just call caleb and Brody towering over me at 14 and asher I, I always say he came out of the womb thinking he was the oldest. Uh, he's the mm -hmm. baby of the family, but man, he just struts around. So I got, mm -hmm. I've got all these men now and they're all bigger than I am. So it's a lot of fun. Um, the main way that I encourage women online or through books is through the book triggers exchanging parents, angry reactions for gentle biblical responses. We've talked about that um, over those episodes Monica. Um, and then the following up book was Parenting Scripts, because so often we know we're saying the wrong thing. We want to say the right thing. And we just need to have one of these conversations. What could I possibly say that might be better? So that's what I've done with moms. But it was in a conversation with moms one day that I said, hey, what would happen if we fasted from sugar for 40 days? And we had such an incredible spiritual fast, but also physical detox, that that became one of the main things that I do is mm -hmm. every year, once or twice, I host a 40-day sugar fast, um, mm -hmm. not just for moms, but for all the people. And it's just a spiritual reset, a physical reset, and um, it's an exciting time. And I'm about to come out with a follow-up book for that called The 40-Day Social Media Fast. But that's for another <laughs> conversation. But that's what I've been up to. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Totally. You've been a busy woman the last couple of years and you juggle it all with such grace. So I'm always blown away. Thanks. All right. Well, shall we dive in? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so we're going to take this a few different directions, but we're going to start with books. People ask all the time for book recommendations. And like I said, I don't know them all, but I do know what we've done and I'm learning more as my youngest just turned 10, but I'm, I'm discovering new books all the time. So Wendy, let's start off with maybe the younger years. I don't know. I was going to start with toddler, but those are like, you know, board books and fun little anything from that. Or should we hop right into elementary age? Yeah, let's go into elementary age. I mean, if you've got a half a dozen board books from The Hungry, Hungry Caterpillar to um, uh, Good Night, just <laughs> need a couple of good classics. Um, yeah. It's really the experience of opening the book mm -hmm. and getting them to fall in love with being on mom's lap and hearing the yeah. sound of her voice and opening books and slobbering on them. So. <laughs> great literature there but a good sing-song rhythm or something that they can repeat over and over yeah. where they memorize it themselves I think it's great they just fall in love with books and mom yes perfect I love that okay why don't you open up with a couple elementary age books or resources that you've looked to yeah, you know, I found that I have loved I know we're going to get into really a good conversation as they get older about books that um, inspire character but mm -hmm. I think when they're young, I'm speaking 
specifically about boys. Man, I just love them catching a bug for adventure, you know, yeah. just being outside. Um, I loved these two resources, the James Harriet books. Um, oh, yeah. So you've got All Creatures Great and Small or All Things Bright and Beautiful was the one that we had first. Uh, ages three to eight really, I think, is a, a great age range there. And then the other one that I loved was a series called Billy and Blaze. And they were written and illustrated by C.W. Anderson. And um, I, I just think they're excellent. It's a boy and his horse, for goodness sakes. And we're such we're such a culture, we're such a generation of, uh, you know, being right there on our kids and micromanaging and keeping them mm -hmm. safe. But it's a boy, like a young boy on the back of his pony going on adventures. And um, it just lights boys up to be men, I think. I've never heard of that one. So that I'm going to order it today because I have a feeling, Levi, would love that. Yes. Well, it might be a little bit younger. I would say like the four to eight, yeah, maybe up to okay. 10, but it's very easy reading. And um, man, I, I would say that out of all the books, and we've got so many books, I have to be very careful about how many of them I keep. And I try to pass on a lot, but these four um, books I keep, um, I think I have four, maybe six in the series. Cause I'm like, those books are coming out for the grandkids. Oh, I just, they're beautiful. I love that. It's like cowboy oh. poetry the story it's so beautiful oh I love that and I think in this age range too there is a little bit of a gray area between a book that you would hand your elementary kid to read and something that you read aloud so in similar heart to that adventure type thing I'm reading where the red fern grows to Levi right now and yes. somehow I had never even thought about reading that to my other boys. So none of them have read that one, but I'm reading it aloud. I don't think I could see Levi really grabbing it and reading the whole thing himself, but it's a great read aloud. So there's going to be a little bit of crossover. And again, like you said, where the red fern grows, I just love it. Cause there's this boy that's like camping out at night alone, hunting raccoons with his dogs. And yeah. it's just, it gives them that vision for like, you know, independence and, and adventure. And maybe I could do something like that. So I am loving that book right now so much. Yeah. There's another one that's very similar to where the red fern grows and, and just get ready to cry your eyes out. At oh, the no. end. Yeah. Big time. Um, kind of like old yeller. I mean, it's just, those are yeah, big, the dog book. Yeah. but another one that's about a boy going off and having an adventure on his own is my side of the mountain by oh. Craighead George, I believe is how you say the name. My Side of the Mountain, I think, was my oldest son's first favorite book. And Aww. Maybe Where the Red Fern Grows um, came in second. Actually, okay. would, you let, would you let me read something? Um, yes. I, I wrote this poem when Caleb was probably 10 years old. And it just kind of came out of me when he was reading, I think, either Where the Red Fern Grows, maybe Old Yeller, something like that. Okay, okay so let's hear it. This poem is called I Finished It. He tumbled out of his room, wiping wet from his eye and smiled, accomplished, then sighed. Well, I finished it. Was it good? I asked over the stove, and he nodded. It was so, so good. He's sad he finished it. Two boys with their dog, a hatchet in hand, so like my son who longs to be a man, but he's not finished yet. This growing up wild and growing up free and growing up reading in the crook of a tree till we've finished it. But the day will come when he's grown up and gone and the books on the shelf will ring out like a song. Well, we finished it. So that's the whole poem. That's oh, it. Oh my goodness. I had chicken skin as we say here in Hawaii. <laughs> That was awesome. Well, it's the last line that I love where it says, oh. books on the shelf will sing out like a song and in oh. quotation marks, well, we finished it. And what I love about that is that the books, the characters, the stories, they are part of the teacher. They yeah. become setting the stage, inspiring our sons to be men men with character, men who are faithful to their families, men who have adventures. Yep. Men who are good and true and noble. So I love oh, that I have the partner of the books to help me inspire my boys to be men. Oh, absolutely. And I think you should um, probably 
write a book with full of poetry. That was awesome. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Add Thanks. that to your list for sure. That, yeah, that yeah. Super good. Well, I agree. And that's really what I look to books for is I want them to kind of be a mentor to my boys. I, I want them to set an example for something that they can aim for. So I absolutely love that. Um, one resource, since we're not going to be able to cover a whole lot, but when my boys were young and I was just starting off homeschooling, I used Sunlight Curriculum. And um, I continue to go back to Sunlight to their book list. I think they have excellent books um, on their book list. So it's S-O-N, Sunlight. And um, if you go to their website and just pull pretty much anything from their book list are going to be great. Oh, this is this is good stuff. Anything else from that um, age range that you want to point to or highlight, Wendy? Yeah, so this is kind of like the like three to ten. That was a pretty big age range, maybe. Um, you know, right right until the the preteen age. Um, I love. Oh goodness, there are so many that I love. It's it's we could spend like an hour just talking about this age range, but there's a series of books called Classic Starts series. So if you go to Amazon um, and just do Classic Starts, I think there's like 55 books, and what they are is they're adaptations, young reader adaptations of all the classics. So everything from uh, books that you might say are our girl books like A Little Princess, Secret Garden, Anne of Green Gables, um, Little Women, Heidi, to some great boy books like The Three Musketeers, Black Beauty, Arabian Nights, Twenty oh, Leaves yeah. All It's all of them. Sherlock. Right. I know what you're talking yeah. about now. I think we have some of these. Yes. And it's kind of like a little bit more they can wrap their brain around it and then be maybe whet their appetite to read the full thing later, right? Yes. And, and they have a sense of, oh, I read Huckleberry Finn. Oh, I read Jungle Book. Yes. Um, so if all your kid wants to read is Diary of the Wimpy Kid and you want them to branch out beyond them, the mm-hmm. rule that we had, and I didn't need this for all the boys. I have some book, you know, a couple of my kids just consume anything I put in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but one in particular wanted, he didn't want to read anything that I said, but it's just kind of his personality. <laughs> so we had the, um, the agreement that I choose one, he chooses one. And it's just ah. a young age. So one Diary of the Wimpy Kid, followed by The Adventures of Robin Hood, Love followed that. by volume two of Diary of the Wimpy Kid, followed by The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Um, so the, I found that was very helpful. And they do have the Swiss Family Robinson, which that, and when we get to movies, will be top of my list for boy movies too. So oh, okay. It's really oh, I fun. love that. Read I a love book. That. And then watch the movie. That's a big yes, one. Yes, I know. You need to do that. I haven't been great about that. But I, I do love your deal of letting them choose and you choose. That's super good. I, I have to mention a book that we read. It's supposed to be kind of an Advent read. And so maybe we'll do it again next year. But we started it probably just after Christmas. And it took us a lot longer than it should have. But Jotham's Journey. I, I'm the one that told you about that. Are you? I feel like I had seen it. Yeah, I, I, it popped up a bunch of places during Advent. So yes, I got that. And I tried to order, isn't there one that is um, supposed to be for Lent as well, but that wasn't available online maybe? Have you, have you done both of them? Yes, Amon's okay. Adventure and then Jotham's Journey. Okay, I need to get the second one. We I loved Jotham's Adventure. Journey. Like that was so good. Any time of year, guys, if you can get Jotham's Journey, I mean, if you want to save it for Advent, go ahead. But it, it, it's a, it would be a lot to read during the busyness of Advent. So I say just start at any time and go for it. Yes. And if you're going to buy the one, get the other. Because Eamon's Adventure, mm. I think, is even better. I mean, mm. I, I think completely trumps Jotham's Journey. Ooh, um, wow. And it ends up being about, uh, Jotham's Journey is about a boy. Both of them are about boys. But mm-hmm. Eamon is actually the son of Jotham. So, oh. um, and it takes place during the Holy Week of Lent, of, of Easter. And so Jesus and all these stories you're familiar with that take place that week, they weave in and out of a very, very cliffhanger story. Yes, yes. Oh. And that's what I loved about Jotham's journey. Every yes. chapter ended with a cliffhanger. And 
what's funny is, and here's a little tip for those of you with older kids as well. I would always read these to Levi, who was nine, but his 15-year-old brother would yeah. be nearby. And it, every time Luke yeah. would end up coming in and sitting with us. And then at the end of the chapter, they'd be like, please, please keep going. Mm -hmm. So I And I love the way they bring the Bible to life by, you know, adding these characters and these stories. It's just so well done. You guys have to, if you haven't, get your hands on those for sure. Yes. Okay, looking at my lips. That made me literally clap my hands when you said that, because that's one of that is one of our our books. Like I I used to do a lot of reading out loud. Now that they're mm -hmm. getting older and they're yeah. so into their own things, it's sometimes it's man. We could we could also spend an hour talking about what about when they start pushing back, and you still value it a lot. I, I say if this really is where you get the best conversations and the best help. Yeah for Christ-like character in their lives, then I say, if you value it, you keep doing it. You find, maybe you don't do it as often, but right. you keep doing it. Yep. Oh, for sure. I couldn't agree more. And of course we have to mention, and, and these kind of blend into the next age range perhaps, but when they're in the elementary years, reading aloud any of the missionary stories. Yeah. Um, and I think you mentioned the, the YWAM um, series. What, what did you say that one was called? Uh, you can find them at ywampublishing.com, but you can also find them on, on Amazon or christianbooks.com. So they're called Christian Heroes. And my 12-year-old would read it. My 14-year-old could read it. Even my 16-year-old, it's it's not so simply written that, that he wouldn't get into it. And um, goodness, so many missionaries that I didn't even know their names, but also just familiar, familiar Christians like, um, C.S. Lewis mm -hmm. and let's see, um, Billy Graham. Those are a couple of the ones that we've done. John Wesley, Alan Shepard, um, yes, yes. so many, so many, and yes, my they them on audio and it's great oh. for a, a, like a long drive because Ooh. it's hours and hours. So we always do a, a big road trip and it's great. I always say before you do like watching a movie on the, a laptop or whatever, we're going to put in an hour of listening so to a good book. Oh, I love that. I love that. I asked Luke earlier his favorite missionary stories from these years. And he said, um, all my boys loved Gladys Allward. I don't really? know if it's because that was just one that I always read to them. Um, and then Jim Elliott was his other favorite. Yeah. But yeah, it's just so inspiring to see these people who have gone before us and so fun for them. And they they really remember them too. So yeah, audio is a great, we don't do driving trips here in Hawaii, but we, we do we do drive to Honolulu, which is a good hour. So I'm going to remember that because we, we really should do more audio books. I love that. Um, one more thing I have to mention because it just is sitting here in front of me that I loved reading with Levi is the Heinz feet on high places. Did you read that with him? Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. Love that. My favorite stories, and I never even thought to share that with the kids. Yeah, he, it was really powerful. And I think, you know, then there's, they have it for the older age that they can read on their own, but I feel like it planted some really important seeds. So I read that when he was probably eight years old. Wow. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I'm um, going to get that out. And, and if you're listening to this, write that one down. Hindsight yeah. on high. And I, I'm talking for you, mom. There I was so just going to say, yeah, it, it affected me deeply. And it was the children's version. It's by Hannah yeah. Hernard. I'll link to it. And it's yeah. illustrated just beautifully. Yeah. Well, and while you're at it, grab, grab the original one. It's a, yeah. um, what's it called? It's a allegory. It's an allegory mm -hmm. of yeah. a, uh, a broken, blemished um, deer being called up to the high places by her shepherd, but she's mm -hmm. scared. Her name's even much afraid. And mm -hmm. I, I think I read that one in my early 20s, and I've read it maybe three times since. And I give it as a gift to teenage girls often, and I never even thought of sharing it with my boys. So thank you for that. Oh, Another yeah. good one is um, Saved at Sea by oh. Mrs. O. F. <laughs> Walton. And this is another one, your young children, I would say eight years old, um, all the way up to 80 years old. It's uh -huh. just an incredible one. And I found this one. Have you ever heard of Lamplighter? Oh, yes. Um, yes, yes. Okay. You guys, if you, <laughs> I, I'm all about the book deals, like find them cheap, you know, and, and share them with everybody. 
but these are all books that have been beautifully leather bound, gold leaf. I mean, they are gorgeous. And what they've done is they've taken all of these old, like I'm talking 200 year old stories that infuse Christian character in um, the stories and, uh, and they republish them. They're books that have been out of print for forever. And that's where I found Saved at Sea. And it mm -hmm. is a favorite. And so I bought a set of, I think, like eight or 10 of them after my third son was born, thinking like, I'm just going to get a bunch of boy books that are pretty and they'll just be, you know, a forever keepsake. Right. And Asher, my 12-year-old, is reading through them right now, and oh, they're oh. all based on character. And their, their um, catchphrase for Lamplighter, I just pulled up their, their website, is building Christ-like character one story at a time. So oh, look at that. Lamplighter.net. Yeah, that one is definitely on my list. I don't own the the fancy series like you that we we have turned to Lamplighter for many things and the um, Saved at Sea. We just have the paperback little version yeah. that Levi's read. But yes, we will link to that for sure. So thank you for mentioning. Okay, let's move on to maybe the tweens, early teen years. Um, and some of the things we've named will definitely go into that. I mean, you just said that Asher yeah. was reading so the, we've already crossed over. <laughs> We're already there. Um, and again, anything that you read aloud to an elementary student, they're probably ready to read to themselves in middle school to high school. So you know your own child. There's no rules for this. Um, like I said, Luke likes listening in to what I'm reading to his elementary age brother. So um, whatever whatever gets your child into reading and literature and, and growth in character is what we're all about. Um, anything else stand out to you as they get a little bit older years, Wendy? You know, if they really enjoyed one of those classic starts, you know, whatever kind of books they enjoyed, I always encourage parents to just, you know, step it up. That thing they loved, find the next version of that. So maybe, maybe they loved My Side of the Mountain when they were nine. Well, maybe at 12, 13, reading Hatchet by Gary Polson. That's very similar, you know, something like that. I, there are also some great series, and I find that when my kids read a series of books, they just consume, consume, consume. You know, it's like they do right. uh, a, a half a year's worth of reading in three weeks because they just binge read, you know. So Chronicle of Narnia, of course. Yes. Of course. Yes. We read that aloud as a family when they were young, but everybody read it. Um, on their own, depending on reading level, probably between 12 and 16. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm just going to hop in real quick so all the listeners know, I'm pretty sure that Wendy's boys have read a million times more than mine. So if anybody's feeling intimidated, Wendy, I, your boys have read a lot. Well done. I oh. wish I could say the same. <laughs> well, my can't surf very well. We can well. just ride the whitewash after the waves break. So. <laughs> well. I'm still working on some of mine, but okay, keep going. Chronicles of Narnia for sure. Left Behind series is another one that my boys have at least started the first couple in the series. They haven't gotten all the way through, but that's a good one, right? Well, there are 12 in that series, I think, right? Okay. I mean, it's something ridiculous. And I got them all and Caleb read like 11 of the 12 and he looked oh at my me at the end. He's like, I'm sort of done. <laughs> That's how I felt in that series. I got lost at some point, but the first few yeah. are definitely good. <laughs> really good. And, uh, you know, there's something that I would love to camp out on. And it's more than just catching Christian character. There are some things that we can catch. Like I remember in my young 20s and I wanted to be married so much and mm -hmm. I wanted to find a man who loved God and loved me. And I just, I got asked out, but never by those guys. And, mm -hmm. um, and I remember, maybe I'm sharing a little too much here, but I remember oh, I went to read Christian romance, like Janet Oak. Uh, mm -hmm. Is it Janet or Jeanette? Jeanette. Oh, okay. Anyway, I'm not, it doesn't really matter because we're talking about boy mom books, but being uh, boy books, not mom books, but in those books, it set a vision, it cast a vision about the kind of man that I wanted to marry and that I wasn't yep. going to settle for less than that. Another mm -hmm. thing I caught a vision for was sharing the gospel. It yep. wasn't a big, thick apologetics book 
about evangelism. It was reading stories where, you know, Ma and Pa on the prairie were sharing, were sharing the gospel with their neighbors when they went uh-huh. to town. And um, I really under, I started understanding in my young 20s that sharing the gospel was just living a life and being bold and loving people mm-hmm. and being prepared to testify for the, to the hope that is in me. And that really came from reading storybooks when I was 20. No, and I love that. You know, getting the boys to read that Left Behind series did that for my oldest. Um, yes. So he read those probably between 13 and 15, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then last summer, he went on his first um, mission trip with a youth group. Uh, they went to Guatemala. They worked for about 10, 10 days there. But the timing was so good because he, just before he had wrapped up that series, or at least 11 out of the 12 books, and he had caught a vision that Jesus is coming back and he's not going to until the whole world hears. And he wants he wants to be part of, of mm-hmm. telling because... Yeah. The end's coming, and we don't camp out on that a lot, but the the book did, mm-hmm. and so a vision for that. So, mm-hmm. hey friends, this is such a packed episode, and there's a whole bunch more still to come. But I wanted to pause real quick to thank this week's sponsor, which is IEW, the Institute for Excellence in Writing. Now, if you missed last week's episode, I encourage you to go back. I've heard from so many people who said it was an absolute favorite episode and they were so inspired and so encouraged um, in their boy raising journey. So be sure to go back because I got to talk to Andrew Pudwa, the director of IEW, and he was full of so many great ideas and so much encouragement. But IEW is a curriculum my boys have used for over 10 years. It's what um, shaped them as writers, and they would say now helped them not only get into college, the oldest two that is, but get college scholarships. So IEW has offered an effective method for teaching writing that encourages and inspires students and molds them into confident and competent communicators and thinkers. IEW offers language arts material to students of all ages, K through 12. Now, this is the cool thing this summer. IEW is offering three weeks of free, completely digital English language arts instruction to energize your students and perhaps change their opinion about writing. We love that. The free lessons include writing, grammar, vocabulary, and poetry. So whether you have a student who loves to write, hates to write, or a student who has some special learning needs, you can find success with IEW. And you can find links to all these things at IEW.com forward slash Monica Swanson. You'll see the curriculum we have used and some of my favorite things, including the teaching that we referred to in last week's episode. So I'll have links to this also in my show notes, but you can also go directly to IEW.com forward slash Monica Swanson. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of today's show. Okay, so series are good. There's a couple other series that I know my older boys, I'll have to look for them and link to them in the notes, but there is a couple other series that were just kind of sci-fi. I don't know, things that do not interest me at all. So I didn't didn't pay close attention, but... um, I'd love love to get that list if if you have any. I tried the C.S. Lewis um, sci-fi series, but they were a little too hard to read for even my older. I mean, they're... Right. They're quite complicated. Now, I think my 14-year-old might enjoy them because he's, he like, his favorite book is Lord of the Rings and then all mm-hmm. the ones that follow it, and he'll read them yes. multiple times. Yes, yes. So so my Jonah, who, and I was going to mention, um, Jonah and I did an episode on um, books and podcasts, and I believe that was episode 23. I'll link to it in show notes. But yeah, he's my super reader, and now he'll be 19 soon. But yes, he's gotten into all the C.S. Lewis stuff that I didn't even know was out there and it is pretty complicated and deep and um but it, it's good so if you've got a really intense reader then some of C.S. Lewis's stuff and then he's also my son that has fallen in love with Russian literature and he's just theology you name it but that's way beyond me or most teenagers so that's okay um how about inspirational books for teenagers I'm thinking um I always bring him up, so I hope he knows I'm out here just um, appreciating him. But Tim Tebow's books have been great for my teenagers. Um, Shaken, he just talks a lot about identity. He has a book specifically for homeschoolers, but I just love that he is such a role model that kids can turn to and just see an example of a young man that's following after God in his ways. So Tim Tebow, shout out to him. Yeah, I just wrote that down. I'll definitely... But that that's a great one. I, I would love to find more 
um, role models for young men. Another real inspiring one is um, Wild at Heart by John oh, Eldridge. Uh, it's great I, my 20-year-old is reading that or just finished reading that and he loved it. Yeah, John Eldridge has a boot camp that he puts on once a year that, that's for men. And my husband went to it, I don't know, half a dozen years ago or so. And some uh, local churches now will put on John Eldridge's boot camps and just use his material and go through it. But it's based on Wild at Heart. And he, this okay. summer, it has decided to lead our sons through it. And it really okay. is about um, that that Jesus was masculine, is masculine, mm-hmm. is, is yeah. strong. And, and, and he, he just is a beautiful picture for men to follow. And how did God make men? And, um, and it's okay to be masculine in our culture where we sort of want to mm-hmm. make everybody sort of in touch with their feelings and, and kind of feminize even our dudes. Yep. Yep. So yeah, no, that's, it, a, that's a great solid. mom to read. And then as they get older to share with, with the young men. I, I couldn't agree more. I love that. I read it years ago and it definitely inspired me and helped me understand my husband and appreciate him and mm-hmm. made me want to raise up these boys to be godly young men um, and to embrace that, like you said, yeah. not fight against it. I have Okay, one. and then I do too. I do too. You go first. <laughs> Sorry, I'm terrible at interrupting. No, no. It's I love Jonathan Catherman. He just came out with a two book series and this is so cool. He wrote one for the parent and one for the for the teen, and it's it's called the or they're called one is um, becoming the next great generation, Mm, and the other one is called something like raising the next great generation, and it's got questions at the back of the chapters, really engaging writing. I'm I'm really a fan of that one. I'm only a few chapters in, but it's very good. Awesome. I need to get that for sure. Okay, and then this is for the athletes, or really it applies across the board, whether you're an athlete or not, but my family is such a fan of Scott Hamilton's book, Finish First. Mm. You guys, this, okay, I almost, my husband's probably going to tell me I shouldn't have said this live here, because we're pretty sure this is part of the key to Luke's surfing, taking it, and when he took his surfing to the next level, when things really started to take off. We kind of think this book was part of the key. It's it's really a book about mindset. Um, Scott is a Christian and his faith is woven throughout, but really it's a book just about understanding God's gift of, of our using our mindset, which I'm such a fan of. If people know me, this stuff I talk about all the time, but it, it really made a difference in Luke surfing. And now all of my boys are reading it. I've applied it to my life. I think you can apply this to anything, but finish first is an excellent read. And I just love it. So if you got an athlete in the family, get your hands on that book. I will. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure. He's a great guy. I just love Scott Hamilton. Um, okay. So. You know yeah, I also saw his, um, I am second. Leo. Yeah. That's a real good one. So I, like I said before, I love, you know, following up a, a, a book with a movie. That might be a great thing to look up is Scott Hamilton's uh, interview for. That's I am right. Second. Yes. And he has a Ted talk as well. So super good. And for those that don't remember or know, cause maybe Wendy and I are aging ourselves a bit here, but Scott Hamilton was an <laughs> Olympic figure skater, uh, got a gold medal, at least one. I don't remember all of his stats, but he's, you know, a a really small guy at this point, you know, he's, uh, he's survived many bouts with cancer and, um, but he's super funny, super humble, but he has really, um, he's just got a neat story, a great inspiring message. And he's just so likable. So, uh, okay. So before we run out of time, let's just touch on a couple movies, unless there's any books we missed that are essential. I'm looking at my stack here. Um, the one that I'm reading right now with Asher, my 12 year old, and he could read on his own, but it kind of goes back to those just young boy adventures. But mm-hmm. I want all my boys to read it. I think it's wonderful. Wonderful is um, The Good Master. And it okay. takes place on the Hungarian plains before World War One, end of 1800s, beginning of two, uh, 1900s. And the the father who is the good master, the owner of the land, uh, the rancher, Mm -hmm. farmer. He has a young son, and he just expects a lot of his son, but he Mm -hmm. also gives well-timed praise 
you know, mm-hmm. tells his son basically, and this is something from John Eldridge, Wild at Heart, said the number one thing your son needs to hear from you, from dad specifically, but from both of us is you've got what it takes. Mm. And every time the father in this book, not I wouldn't, I praise is maybe too big a word, but praises the son for doing a good job. Sure. Asher's chest puffed up. Mm. And his uh, pupils dilate and he just, <laughs> he, he just, he receives it through yeah. the book, you know? Wow. And oh man, can you imagine mom, if I could go out and work the land with dad, you know, um, it's, yeah. it's really, really cool. Vision casting, you know? Oh my goodness. So good. I gotta, I gotta check that one out too. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, they, they just resonate with that. Something wakes up and oh, it just gives them a vision. I love it. My boys need to read more. (laughs) I'd love to say one more thing. And I know that we're going to run out of time here. It's okay, because I have one more too. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, I I just think, especially with what's going on and has always gone on in America, but what's going on right now uh, in terms of race relations, Mm. I think it's really important for us to um, add to our reading list good literature by African-American authors that tell the story of our our brothers and sisters of color, both now and throughout history. So, um, so many, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings was maybe my first one that I remember. Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry, huge shout out to that book. Um, We just read maybe a year or two ago a book and when I looked at Amazon, it didn't have a lot of reviews, so I don't know how well known it is. It's called My Name is Not Friday. And it's a great one where the main character is a slave, but um, he was a free boy at the start of the story, goes into slavery, and it's just a really engaging story, really mm-hmm. engaging for when they, you're reading and studying that time in history. Yeah, um, I'm yeah. a huge fan of reading what are known as living history books, which is sure, might sure. be might be a fictitious story, but it's it's a true it's a true event that these these fictitious characters are living and breathing in. Mm, so good. Yeah, Luke actually recently wrote a report on George Washington Carver as well. Another great story that we could add to that list. Uh, Oh my goodness. So many good ones. Okay. And when it comes to audio, I just thought I would add, I asked Luke, what's your favorite audio? Cause we've just barely um, scratched the surface on audiobooks. but he loved listening to Bob Goff read love does. Mm-hmm. That was like light <laughs> at nighttime. This was what put him to sleep for a while. I was just listening. And he's like, I just love it. Cause it, Bob Goff does it himself. And so it was really a fun way to wrap up Luke's day for a while. So Love Does is a good audio book. And um, he's also done some of the C.S. Lewis books on audio. Any other that stand out to you that are just great on audio? Well, I do want to say that my, let's see, my oldest, when he was 15, he read Love Does. And he said it was really an enjoyable read, too. I enjoyed it. We haven't done a lot of audio, but I think they would really enjoy that. So, yeah. Okay, well... uh, Let's let's tap into some movies here and touch on them before we wrap up. And once again, I'm going to just say what I started with with the books is I feel like my family doesn't necessarily watch enough. I feel like we watch the same movies over and over, like all the Star Wars movies and all the superhero movies. And yeah. I've said to my boys, do you realize what it's like to be a boy mom? This is when I'm feeling sorry for myself, but I'm more laughing because I'm like, seriously, this is what I get. Everyone wants to watch a movie and it's, and I know some women love Star Wars. I'm just not one of them. So um, I'm going to just say right off the bat, we watch a lot of Star Wars. We watch things like Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. We watch superhero movies but would you culture us a bit Wendy and tell us some fabulous <laughs> movies that your boys have watched um well the, the Marvel is like their favorite um yeah. and Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and you know all the Chronicles of Narnia when they were younger uh, they mm-hmm. th- that production is just incredible that that Disney uh, production of the Chronicles of Narnia yes. um from a handful of years ago so those are all wonderful. But if you're willing to go back in time and watch the, what is it, probably 1950s version of Swiss Family Robinson. Oh, yes. If you have 
young boys, it will become a family favorite. And if it's not, y'all are crazy. It's just so good. It's so good. It too, would it. my boys still enjoy it or are they too old? Did I miss my window? Because we haven't watched that. Definitely watch it. Definitely okay. watch it. It's good. Well, and you guys are living it. So you have to watch it. Um, our tree house up here. <laughs> no, you're, you, yeah, absolutely. Actually, promise me you're going to watch that. Okay, and then I promise. Tell me that you did. Um, but that, that may be like my favorite. If you, if you like, if your kids are into music, um, one of our favorites, <laughs> what's it called? That Thing You Do. Remember it was oh, produced oh. by um, Tom Hanks probably oh, yeah. 15 years ago or so. That's a great one. I mean, there's there's a kiss or two, so but it's not sexy. It's really fun. It's really pure. It's kind of like a again 1960s, but it was you know it was filmed earlier. I mean, more recently than that. Right. Uh, that's a great. One. So we're recording this um, podcast at the tail end. I'm hoping of the quarantine. Uh, California is starting to open up, but everybody's basically still staying home because even if you go to the beach, you have to wear a mask. It's so crazy. So, um, but during this time we've watched some great films together during these 10 weeks at home. Mm -hmm. And so the thing that I've loved the most and y'all are going to gasp out loud is I introduced my teenagers to, well, all of them, the 12 year old too to um, Jane Austen adaptations. Yeah, I was surprised when you said that. And they, they were willing? They loved the Ooh. first one. Uh, the first one I did was Pride and Prejudice, mm -hmm. Kira Knightley one, which was like 2008 or so, I think. I didn't look up the dates before this conversation, but I think it was something like that. And that may be their favorite film that they watched during this quarantine. Um, and we watched Sense and Sensibility with Emma Thompson uh, and uh, the new Emma and maybe one of the older Emmas as well, which is good because there's a lot of repartee in that. So you miss so much of it. Uh, the Northanger Abbey, which is a little bit um, it's inappropriate, but it's not like it's not sexy, but it's the kids would look at me like, what? Because she talks about her fantasies and stuff that are borderline inappropriate, but she's a good girl. <laughs> And yeah. it was a lot of fun. And then we also did, Charles Dickens had a series that they were published in a newspaper over the course of a couple of years. And I think that you can get it as the book. Actually, I'm positive. You can get it as the book called Little Dorrit. And it was okay. made into a PBS miniseries. And we found that on probably Amazon Prime. And oh. there are eight episodes and it's a very confusing, hmm. interesting, beautifully written story with characters that have character. And so this is probably what I would sum it up with, which is just okay. choosing whether it's books or movies, but characters that have character inspire character in our little characters. There we go. I got to write that one down. I love that. And, and I totally agree. That's what I'm looking for. And of course in my character course that will be coming out soon. I have a detailed list of specifically books and movies that I have gathered from a lot of people who know more about these things than myself um, that really do focus on character and even the specific character that each one points to. So, you know, some of the movies are like some of the old sports themed movies like Chariots of Fire or um, Unbroken. And I know that one isn't probably yeah. appropriate for all ages, but man, some of the character qualities in these movies are just so beautiful. My boys have really enjoyed, I'll put it in the show notes, but there's a Japanese, I don't know if you call it anime, but it, it's a Japanese um, film producer, but they love it because the characters truly do embody such beautiful character. That's yeah. what I love. And I'm so excited to have such a good list of movies and books that point to a character that will be part of the character course soon. <laughs> so I'm excited. Really good. Oh, well, Wendy, um, we could, of course, uh, chat all day and we could take this into other directions because there's more things that, you know, are fun to bring into our boys' lives and that we could talk about. So, of course, I'm going to ask you to come back on again, but it's sure been fun chatting with you. It's been good for me. Now I want to go inside and, and tell I'm, I'm out here in my little she shed and tell my boys, let's read. <laughs> 
Yes, absolutely. Let's read. Let's watch some good movies. And we I'll do my best. We covered a lot, but I'll do my best to have um, all these in my show notes. And Wendy, for those who just kind of found you through this conversation and love you, can you tell them where they can just hop online and follow you right now? Yeah, sure. If you're on Instagram, you can find me at Wendy Speak. It's with an E at the end. Um, or on Facebook, Wendy Speak. Or join me for the next 40-day sugar fast. We have one coming up. I'm not sure when you're going to share this, but there is one going to go on this summer starting June 22nd. And then we always start one at the beginning of January, the 40 day sugar fast. You'll be amazed at how much easier it is to be calm and kind with your boys when mm. you're not all jacked up on Mountain Dew or whatever it is that you <laughs> use as your sustenance each day. So it really began for, for moms. And so it's always fun to get a bunch of moms in there. But yeah. yeah. And, and you'll just be so yeah. encouraged and inspired by every day of the um, writing that Wendy's done. As you could see in her little brief poem there, she's a beautiful writer and points us all to Jesus. And so thank you, Wendy, for all that you do. And thanks for taking the time to be with us today. Absolutely. You're my people. Oh, God bless. Aloha. Well, friends, I think we are all going to be busy now gathering a bunch of new books, reading out loud to our boys, getting our boys to read whatever it might take. You just can't read too many books. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation and felt like you are sitting here with Wendy and I. And there will be links to as many of the books we mentioned as possible over in my show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast and look for episode number 60. Wow, how do we do that? Hey, I also want to point you to the show notes to enter again to win a bundle of Surface Sunscreen. Surface and I are teaming up this summer to try to protect your skin and your family's skin as well. My son Luke is sponsored by Surface and we love their products. Uh, so I'll just tell you a little bit more each week about Surface. They've put together a purpose-built line of products from sheer touch lotions and sprays to all natural mineral zinc products. Each Surface product line is designed to offer you a product that fits with what you're doing, allowing you the most comfortable sun protection for whatever you love to do outside. Guys, this stuff smells heavenly. It feels great on your skin and you can trust that the ingredients are all good. So there will be more information about Surface in the show notes and you can leave a comment over there at the end of June. We're going to be picking a winner and sending a full bundle of Surface products to one of you. So don't hesitate, spread the word and leave your comment over there. Okay, before we wrap up, I just want to thank you again for your ratings and reviews over at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And if you enjoyed today's show and you haven't left a rating or review yet, would you consider taking a quick break right now, scrolling right on down on your phone, hitting those five stars, or leaving a few words about what you love about the Boy Mom Podcast. That helps spread the word about this podcast all over the world. It encourages me and I appreciate it so much. Also, if you're listening and you enjoyed this episode, maybe you could snap a screenshot and share it to social media. I love to see those and I love to share them when you share them on Instagram stories. Just remember to tag at Monica Swanson underscore. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for being a part of this awesome community. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and until next time, aloha. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.